It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. Yes, it's that time, press box time, and I am delighted with my panel today because the boss is on. Ruben Bradley, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Uh, please don't fire me, everyone. We are on our best behaviour, okay? Everyone, Brad, Jacob, we're on our best behaviour. Nice to see that for a change. No, it's my absolute pleasure. <laughs> it only counts when you're in the studio, uh, out of out of studio. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, press box today. We've got we're covering the raft of topics, and so mm-hmm. let's start with this news that came out late yesterday. Bowden Barrett uh, and the chance that he is back for the All Blacks next year if he signs this multi-year deal with New Zealand rugby, which raises a couple of pretty pertinent questions. And Ruben, we will start with you. What position will he want to play for the All Blacks, do you think? And then what super team do you think he'll play for once he comes back to Super 2025? Question number one, I think he's going to want to play first five. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at the All Blacks situation, he hasn't really played first five for such a long time and he hasn't played first five behind that pack that Jason Ryan transformed Mm. and suddenly turned into a world-class forward pack. He was playing behind for for those struggling years under this recent coaching tenure. He was playing behind a pack that really was struggling and wasn't. Then Richie obviously took over, dominated, and then he got the benefits of the Jason Ryan transformed pack. Bodie never had that opportunity. So I think he's definitely going to want to play first five. And I think there's every chance he's going to thrive in that position on the Super Rugby point. Uh, Blues, I think. I think that he, with all the changes at the other franchises, I think he could identify an opportunity to create some history for the Blues and to create a legacy and, dare I say it, dare I dream (laughs) a legacy. Sorry, a legacy. Dare I dream. I couldn't even say it. I stuffed it up. A dynasty, potentially. That's what I'm dreaming of. Oh, my gosh, Ruben. Are you from Auckland? I never knew. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, what about for you? Where does he play? What super team does he go to Uh, eventually? If if this eventuates. He 100% has had, like, for for this to get out, first of all, it's probably been leaked by the New Zealand Rugby Union. I would imagine, or both well, also, it's not leaked. They talked about it on yeah, a Zoom yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so it's, it's, they talked about it for a reason, right? So, look, I'd imagine, and Chris Lindrum sort of said, look, nothing's locked in yet, but we're confident that we will be able to get this done. Uh, I'd imagine this has been driven by two people, uh, Scott Robertson and Bowden Barrett. And and you mentioned the word legacy. Bowden Barrett, arguably one of the you know top three or four first five eights talent-wise that New Zealand's ever produced, just hasn't quite... You know, he hasn't won that big test match for the All Blacks at number 10. So, look, I think this is driven by Bowden wanting to uh, finish on a high. He's seen Johnny Sexton play till 38. He's 32. Mm. Now he's like, and Johnny Sexton became a game manager. I think Bowden could potentially turn into that type of game manager as well. And I think that, look, we had a few people text in last night saying, hey, he could still play for the Hurricanes and um, travel, you know, like Martin Nonu did and other people have done before. Bowden Barrett's got, what, one one very, very young child, and I think it's two kids, years. Got to, yeah. And they're, I think they're both under the age of five, right? So, look, as a dad, I don't want to spend more than a day away from my kids. Uh, so I would imagine that he will stay in Auckland. His wife has settled here, um, and, yeah, I, I think he'll play for the Blues. Yeah, I've also one of my uh, ongoing bugbears when it has come to squad announcements for the All Blacks in recent times has still been continuing to list 
Bowden as one of the three first five mm. options, and then he never plays. Can I can at I just tell you a funny five. story about that? Uh, so News Hub, um, when I worked there on the digital team five years ago, it was the first time he'd been announced as like potentially a fullback. This was before the 2019 World Cup that season. The talk, the the dual playmakers, ugh. and we listed him as an outside back because that's what the media press release listed him as. He he quoted our tweet and said, "Laugh out loud, Bowden Barrett, outside back." As in, mm-hmm. I'm not an outside back, I'm a first 5'8". He quote tweeted our graphic. <laughs> so that shows you his mindset back that then. That might be where it came from. When it comes to the All Blacks, though, there's one thing I still don't want him to do from first five, and that's kick. I want Geordie to kick. I still believe we would have won that bloody 2017 oh, Lions series if Jordan had just, Jordy had just kicked. Ruben. For six, six years, Rubes. Oh, OK. Years. We are not letting it go, but he's still waiting for the Blues dynasty, all right? So <laughs> give the guy a break. Oh, we need to take a news and sport update with Johnny Mack now. We'll be right back with more from the Press Box. p.m. The bosses and Jacob's playing up. Time for more on the press box. You're listening to the run home thanks to MG Motor NZ performance retop with MG4 Electric. <laughs> it's the Friday press box on the run home. As dads, we've heard that song a lot. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know the words off my heart. It's a bedtime song. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. For uh, me, no. as as a non-parent, I have not heard it that many times, <laughs> apart from really in the context of this show when we need to tell people. It's to actually let a very go. good film. <laughs> Ruben. All right. Well, on this note, Super Rugby, we're doing a bit of a who's hot and who's not, and I'm sure you would love to tell us exactly who, what, and why things are hot at the Blues. No. <laughs> okay. I've done a very scientific study of the uh, of the Super Rugby squads as they came out uh, in preparation for today's chat. Mm. Um done an experiment. So in my hands here, I've printed out a list of each New Zealand squad. I've gone through with a highlighter and I've stopped and highlighted every name that made me stop and say, oh, well, that's a good get. And we could be talking about someone who is established, like taken from the blues, like Rico Ioane, mm-hmm. obviously established player and, and all black, etc. Or someone who has promised so much for a while and perhaps hasn't reached their potential yet, but like we know what that person can do at their best. So maybe it's a Hoskins Satutu or something mm-hmm. like that. So when I go through, <laughs> I look at uh, 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 the Blues. Oh, yes. And they attracted a healthy 14 highlights. highlights. Oh, quite okay. pleased about that. All right, next. The Reuben Bradley, the who's Chiefs, hot player rating. Exactly. Yes, yep. go. The Chiefs attracted... A 12. 12 hot players. 12 from me. All right, mm-hmm. okay, yep. Ooh. The Bloody Crusaders, 16. Oh. Even though I feel like they're probably the ones who've hurt the most in this recent exodus, they still their have a 16 on the Ruben scale. Their team is jacked. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, team, the, 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 the Hurricanes uh, attracted nine. Oh. Okay. The team I really fear for this season. Here Again, it comes. Here it comes. I highlighted only two names. Highlanders. Highlanders. Ethan DeGroote and who was the other? 
Falau Fakatawa. Oh, of course. Yeah. And you look through there and look, there's... Billy Harmon's good player too, right? Sure, yes. He wasn't highlighted. He's there. I, I, I debated that possibility whether he was in that realm or not. But, okay, so maybe we take it up to three. I do fear for, and the next step to that is if there's some grand plan on the on the horizon that involves Japan and Australia, and we have to drop down to four teams. Not going to happen. Surely not. I can't see it being accepted. But when you look at that, and and if they struggle again, it's going to be a tough battle for them to. But they're still they're still they almost the fifth best team in the competition. Like they're probably the sixth. You know, <laughs> that probably, says more about Australia. Australia. <laughs> they're maybe maybe seventh best team in the comp if you look at records. So like they're, they're, sure. that's a are reflection we... on the comp. But I think the Blues are in trouble. They have their tight five depth is weak. I love the Blues. I want them to win. They've got a great back line and their loose forward trio is dynamite. But up, but the tight five, they, they have Brad, no locks. Brad, look who you're sitting next to. I, Brad. I am a passive Blues man. But they <laughs> lack depth. They lack depth outside of their starting tight five. So I think they're in trouble there. Um, obviously, the Highlanders are in trouble. I really like the Crusaders, what they've done with that team despite all the losses. I think uh, Halfpenny's probably going to end up slotting in at first 5-8, at least until Fergus Burke comes back. I think that's a masterstroke from Rob Penny. Um, they still look good. They're going to have a great pack and a great back line the Chiefs are going to be great and the Hurricanes sneakily good up front like I had a look at their squad yesterday and their loose forward trio is unbelievable and they've got they've picked up James Tucker from the Blues as well so I think they're going to be very very good it is a bit of a testament to the ongoing depth building at the Crusaders that like you say they can lose mm. some of the players that they have and even Cody Taylor going on a non-playing still sabbatical stamped. for much of the season and you still look at it and just go oh yeah that's an awesome team yeah. and they have okay. they have players <laughs> who potentially could feature on a Scott Robertson and Cullen Grace and Ethan Blackadder Quinton Strange guys like that Look, and Dallas McLeod looking for to, to um, have another great season Severo Reece is back they're going to be very good just on the Highlanders note uh, with your two highlighted marks as well mm-hmm. Clark Dermody obviously a bit of a rough start to his tenure as head coach do you think it's just acknowledged down there that this is an ongoing rebuild and he still keeps getting chances even though Jamie Joseph is now in there in this overarching what is it director of rugby yeah, what, some such what title really whatever happens. the position is yeah, what really happens? Who is really in mm. charge there? Is it Russi Erasmus? Yeah, who's actually going to be pulling the strings here? Um, yeah, I think they. It, it is, but how long can you rebuild a team like that that just doesn't have success mm. at the top level? One title and that's it. I know if Stephen Donald was here, he'd be saying, bring back the draft. <laughs> bring yeah. back the player draft. Right, outside of Super Rugby, Fast Five Netball oh. is happening this weekend, which does tend to beg the question uh, mm. around these formats. What sport, in your mind, has the best kind of short-form Version. If you were cynical, you'd say, you know, that the, the version for those of us with uh, slightly lessened attention spans mm. in the current modern age, you know, a little bit more time scarce, you know, is it is it the three-on-three basketball? Is it the speed lawn bowls? Is it T20? Is it sevens? Is it fast five? Uh, Brad, we'll start with you. What have you got? What's your favourite format? Tell you format? what I saw on TV the other night that I couldn't take my eyes off and I put it on the list, speed lawn bowls. <laughs> I did wonder where that came it's from. It's pretty good. <laughs> like I, I, it's not—it's not my favorite, but it's a good—it's a good watch. It's a good watch for bowls. Uh, I, I, I like all of them, but probably T Twenty cricket for me. I, I love cricket, uh, and I think it's revolutionised Test mm. and One Day cricket, mm. where now you can chase a score of three eighty-two or, or, or four hundred <laughs> because you're you're scoring two hundred in a T Twenty game in the last twenty overs. So I think it's—it's—it's it's changed the way cricket is played. What about for you, Rob? Actually, a bit out of left field here. I'm going with short track speed skating. Oh, 
Oh. So short track speed skating. That's why he's the boss. Is <laughs> is a variant of the longer form of speed, speed skating, skating. Yep. which is around a 400 meter ice track. And how many 400 meter ice tracks are there? There's like in Canada, there's two, <laughs> and they shut one down and converted it to normal ice rinks because it was a waste. The second one. So there's basically one. I think one other one on the on the other coast, in a country that is all about ice and snow sports. And what yeah. it was was an opportunity to use a hockey rink or a figure skating rink and turn it into a racing sport as well. So it was being purely developed from that point of view. And that is a spectacular watch at the Olympics. The crashes, the speed, the the corners, the overtaking. We obviously know the Stephen Bradbury story, which lives on in the history is one of the great Olympic victories ever. So that's probably my cho- my uh, my choice for best short form version. I like that. I don't mind that at all. And I have uh, been lucky enough to go and watch speed skating live at the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, and it is such a great sport to watch. Not li- not least the little uh, what are the machines called that go the, the and Zamboni. clear the ice? The Zambonis. I love the Zambonis. Right. Last but not least, uh, before we wrap up the press box. Mm. Today, International Rugby League, because we all loved watching that Kiwis mm. win over the Aussies. Oh, can I have some more, please? Boss, boss, can hey, I have some more? Yeah, look, uh, I think Origin is the problem. It's the, it's obviously, it's the showpiece, it's the elite version of representative rugby league, but I think inter, uh, Origin is the problem because you can't have players that can play Origin and Kiwis or yep. England, and that just simply needs to change. Yep, 100%. Scott Sattler said it on uh, Sports Day a couple of days ago on SEN, it needs to be driven by the players. If the players want it, they need to go to Peter Volandes and say, more international rugby, please. And it will happen. It needs to be player-driven. And they want it. Well, in that case... Players, off you go. Yeah. Your uh, the Players Association has flexed its muscle a wee bit in recent times, so maybe they can flex their muscle around that as well. That is all we have time for on the press box today. Thank you both so much for your time, boss. Thanks for coming in. Very much appreciate it. We'll be back with Courtney Tidy talking some Fast Five netball after this. You can't, 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 can't,